What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. If she stops talking for a minute, she's probably just blacking out. Call it a defense mechanism. <laughs> it's the one and only Teresa. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? Oh, my God. What a hello. It got spicy towards the end. I just love it. I love everything about it. It's so good. <laughs> It's, it's, it's so good. It's good, but there's also just a lot of questions with, well, what are we doing? Obviously, we got Tim and Veronica. All of a sudden, now we're playing highlights of Pillow Talk. Then we're bringing Tim and Veronica back out at the end. You got to keep it spicy. But I love Tim and Veronica, but I don't get why they are there. Like, uh, the cast is asking all the right questions. Gabe is trying oh to boy. take Sean's job. Oh boy. So why is Tim and Veronica there? Yeah. Right? I'm with you. Be Sean- at the pillow talk. I'm serious. I love pillow talk. I love that idea of commenting on the actual show. But this is kind of like, I think the cast is doing a good job of asking the tough questions and responding. I think, I think this may be Sean's last tell-all. What? It seems like... They're interviewing. Gabe got an interview. <laughs> uh, Randy got an interview. Myra got an interview. Tim and Veronica, they got called back. They no, made it to the second round. I need, I need Sean Robinson. She's she's stepping up her game a bit, I think. I what think do you mean? Well, a lot of the times she would be like, well, I think we have to move on. And it's like, wait, no, we're just getting to the good stuff. Yeah. She's digging in a little bit more. Oh, yeah. And making sure we get the answers we're tuning in for. But, yeah, everyone's getting a turn. There's a talking stick going around the set and abroad, and everyone's getting a turn to ask I love questions. it. It's such a good tell-all. Yeah. And it's so good. And it's especially good because usually the tell-alls with the cast members – on the screens, yeah, we're never too good because there's a language barrier and it's never too good. This one, however, this one's so good. This one's, I love it. Yeah, this I would say not to start out on a on a sour note. I would say tell all part two not as strong front to back as tell all part one. I don't agree, but it really started cooking towards the end. I loved it. I loved it. Great questions. Well, I just I wanted, it. I wanted more. Than- <laughs> that was the problem was too many people were keeping their mouth quiet. It was the Gabe show. It was Debbie a little bit here and there. And then Chris didn't talk. Jamie didn't talk until the end. Johan doesn't talk. Mahmoud doesn't talk when it's not his segment. I wanted more more peanut gallery unless just one person well, speaking. not everyone is opinionated. And it's like, I do have my opinions, but if I was in the room with people, I don't think I would be the gape. Maybe I would be Debbie. I would have a comment here and there. But and a I'm fan. not oh Yes, and a fan. But I, for me, like, I enjoy when people talk and I, I absorb the answers. And if there is something for me to say, I'll speak up and say it. But Gabe, Gabe literally took Sean's job. She was like, all right, I'm going to co-host with you. I would be interested and maybe someone will do this. Break it down minute for minute, question for question. I think Gabe and Sean are very close. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe Gabe still talks a little more. Maybe Gabe had yeah, a couple, yeah. couple more lines, but it was very close. I like it got good. I like the whole sexual thing. I love the cast was had the questions <laughs> for Gabe. And I just I love how open Gabe is. Yes. 
I'd yes. be like, he takes the questions, answers them, laughs if the questions are a little ridiculous. Like, I love that part. I thought that was really good. I was expecting more people giving shit to Danielle, but she almost like turned it around when Myra went hard at yeah. her. Yeah. And yeah, well, we'll get more of Danielle and Johan later, but All right. let's, let's not skip ahead. Let's not skip ahead. Real quick, let's do the business. We're on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Follow us there. Call in, message us, share your thoughts. We'll do some memes once in a while. We share news. It's it's a good time on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. So give us a follow. Also, join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Married to Reality. We got love in paradise over there, mm-hmm. and that is quite the season. Oh, my god! So if you want to hear our thoughts, join us at the Cousins Club or Family Affair level. If you want yes. to see us sharing our thoughts, the Family Affair level's got video. So patreon.com slash Married to Reality. Also, just make sure you're following wherever you're listening right now because we like to have fun over here, and sometimes that fun entails dropping bonus episodes. Yeah. If you guys are living under a rock... Well, we've been dropping Jewish matchmaking bonus episodes. And if you don't follow the podcast and you're late to the game, you have to wait till people are chattering about it or we're posting about it on Instagram. And if you follow the podcast, you'll be able to get it immediately as soon as we drop it. Yes. And guys, we've been dropping and you're loving it. So I assume a lot of you do follow us, but those who don't do it. Yeah. It's so easy to follow the podcast. Just look down, smash that follow button. Guys. Smash it like it's as hot as all this freaking drama because so, so much juice. I can't, I can't take it. I mean, I can take it. I'm taking it. I'm <laughs> absorbing it. I was being a little bit like a Gabe commenting, and John just like shushed me every single time I, I had said, a comment. Save it for the podcast. Yeah, you're like, Shh, save it, save it for the podcast. Also, I'm trying to hear what they have to say. <laughs> I'll hear your thoughts. <laughs> Believe me, I'll hear your thoughts, but I want to hear what they have to say. So yes, yeah, smash it like it's as hot as all this juice. And last but not least, if you haven't left a review, please do. We love the love. And if you leave a five-star review and you write something, we'll read it on the podcast, on this podcast. Yeah. I have one right now. Do it. It's short and sweet. Okay. Do it. Sometimes we get a nice long message and I love that. I love when you guys share those deep thoughts, but Mm -hmm. sometimes you just get a little one and that's just as nice. Any words of love and encouragement, no matter if it's two paragraphs or two words. Yeah. We love it. We love it all, guys. So this one comes to us from our friend Steph Ish. Hello, Steph Ish. Okay, five stars titled Love Them. I love you. And a little note, such a delight to listen to. Oh, I love that. A delightful review. Short and sweet. To the point. It's all I need to see to be like, ah. Such a delight. You know, it it really is the wind in our sails. So thank you, okay, Steph. Clint. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, Clint. Such a, yeah, such a nice, delightful review. So thank Very you. delightful. That's all we need to make our day. All right. Before we get into the meat of this episode, how about a little 90 day, by the way? Do it if you have any. I got a couple. All right. Number one. And a bunch of our friends called in with this one. So thank you. Thank you for calling in. We heard a couple episodes ago that Chris of Chris and Jamie ended up spending a little bit longer than expected in Alabama because her son got into some trouble with the law. Oh, yeah. Okay. Survey says not a lie. This is true. Her son got in trouble with the law and we've got the deets. Give give me the deets, John. Give us the deets. I'll give you all the deets. According to In Touch, Chris's son, Dane, was That's the one who was featured on the show at the beginning, right? I remember Ringo and Star. I don't know if there was a Dane there. 
Well, there was a star. Okay. But there was the other son. Dane was arrested and charged with one felony count of trafficking fentanyl and another <laughs> felony count for possession of a controlled substance. What does that mean? They were in possession of drugs. Okay. So Dane spent a couple days behind bars, was ultimately released after he posted bond, $51,000. So like five grand, right? You put, you put down you 10%. You put down 10%, yeah. Um, probably the price of a rare motorcycle. Um, <laughs> and ultimately the case was disposed of about two months later. So it's settled. No further legal action will be taken. But this does not look good for Chris. I mean, we all, we all already assumed she was on drugs. Yeah. The fact that her son gets arrested for trafficking fentanyl. Which what is, is no, fentanyl? It's an opioid. Okay. Which is what we all kind of assumed she was. Oh yeah, like, is it, aren't opioids for pain too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, for sure. Yeah, for her health injuries or whatever she yeah, caused them. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I don't want to. I'm only assuming because I know. Well, don't. No, yeah, just, just put this out there. We don't know. We don't know. Allegedly. Absolutely. Allegedly, I'm. I'm sure like she has something to do with that, and if not, maybe she knew about it. Like, this just, I don't think this came out of nowhere. What do you mean? Like, I don't think her son on a, started do, dealing drugs and Chris had no idea while she also right. needs some. Right. He probably popped open that medicine cabinet yeah. and said, Ooh, I, I think there is something. I, I think there is more to the story that we might never find out. We don't know. I'm just reading what in touch. And I'm to just say. speculating as yeah. I always do, guys. So yes. don't quote me on anything. This is just, this is just. Me guessing. Yes. Please don't quote us on this. Yeah. Don't never, guys, never quote us. Well, quote us on things like Moran and Smorf and yeah. things like that. Well, things we but when it comes come to facts, up with. When it comes to facts. Well, if the facts come from John, you may quote us. Yeah. Don't quote me. Well, the fact, yeah, the fact <laughs> is he was arrested and charged with trafficking fentanyl. Um, and then we're just kind of spitballing here as yeah. to what the relation is to, to mommy. So that is that. That is, by the way, number one. By the way, number two. File this one under, is this good news or not? According to Yahoo, Karini has regained custody, or will very soon, of her two sons, Ethan and Pierre. Is she in the U.S.? It's a good question. I've, I've seen a lot of back and forth about her being in Brazil, her being in the U.S. I'm not sure. What I do know, two days ago, Paul posted on Instagram, Karini's prayers have finally been answered. After extensive talks with our lawyers... After Karini completes her final class in nine weeks, she can finally regain custody. Final class in the world. I think. Like she, anger management? Well, no. Hopefully hopefully she has completed those classes, though, and hopefully Paul has too. But cosmetology school is my guess. She was in school for cosmetology. That scares me because uh, sometimes what she did to her face was a little wild. And her hair. Yeah. Like... There are people who can do makeup and there are people who cannot. And yeah. so far, Curry, and I'm not the best one at makeup either. So it's hard. You have to know. So maybe if she goes to school. That's why I she's guess. at school. Well, hopefully she was paying attention. Yeah. But I, I say filed under good news, maybe bad news, because the best case scenario is, yes, a child is with their parents, but only if those parents are prepared to care for that child. Wait, wait. Is, are they back together? Mm, that's also... Up in the air. Oh my I've gosh, seen like those I've, those stories of Paul going live. That's when that we first started this podcast. Fucking, oh, was it? Yeah. 
No, this was we were podcasting already. No, I know, but I'm saying we were like a month into podcasting. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, we need to do an episode just about this live. It was oh my gosh, like that just blew my mind how real it was. I was gonna do a by the way a couple of weeks ago. I I didn't because some other news stories kind of took took the headlines, but that they were back doing OnlyFans together to raise money for the lawyers for this custody battle. <laughs> Wait. Paul and Karini were doing OnlyFans together. Oh, like a year or two ago, they were doing sex shows on OnlyFans. No. You haven't seen the video? No. Oh, I'll send you a link. Yeah, it was. Uh, okay, uh, maybe I have. I just hardcore stuff. Maybe I just blocked it. But it's very hardcore stuff. No. Oh, yeah. Hey, you got to make money how you how you can. Yeah, but these two. <laughs> these two, I, you got to pay me to watch it. Oh, my gosh. She was such a pure girl when the first time he came to... Brazil to visit her and when oof. he when he put that chain in the shape of a heart and proposed yeah, to and her. and then five condoms to to yeah, five for five yeah five condoms five condoms to save his penis from the water in Brazil apparently mm-hmm. yeah well let's see uh, best uh, best of luck to those kids <laughs> that's for sure. All right, let's do it. Let's get into it. The reason we're here Sunday night, ninety day fiance the other way. Tell all. Part two. Guys. All right. We're going to pick up where we left off with Nicole and Mahmoud. And Nicole's... Nicole. Mahmoud stormed off. And Nicole's crying. She's really losing it. And so Sean asks her to go and check on Mahmoud. We haven't seen Mahmoud this upset. Like, he was swearing. Oh, my gosh. Yelling. He was kicking trees. Yeah. And then so... Nicole steps away and calls Mahmoud and and he's upset because he says Gabe is making him look bad, his country, his religion. And so he's totally pissed. And then Nicole is so calm. Yeah. Calm to the point that we've never seen her. And she's always very mellow, but I think she can also lose her shit. But she was so calm. She's like, I'm sorry. This, uh, this is, you're in such a terrible mood. Calm down. I'm so sorry, honey. I can't control what comes from other people's mouth, honey. And I'm like, wow, like you're so calm. Like I would I would be upset in that situation for Mahmoud losing it so hard. I would be like, calm down, like come on. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm kind of team Nicole here. I was getting frustrated with Gabe. Oh, I'm team Nicole too, but I'm just I'm saluting her how calm she stayed. I feel like a lot of people would get upset if your partner is just yelling and cursing. Like I would, when someone yells and curses, if it was directed at me, I think I could be calm at the yeah, beginning, but, but I would, I would eventually be like, oh my God, like stop. But Mahmoud wasn't yelling at her. Mahmoud no, wasn't upset wasn't. with her. So I think that's why she could keep her cool. I guess. It was, all that anger was pointed towards Gabe and, he he can ask once or twice, I feel like, and that's cool. But the way he just kept going and Gabe? going, yeah, like yeah. Let, it, let it rest. Yeah, well, so Nicole is like crying and asking Mahmoud that she just wants everyone to calm down, get along. And Mahmoud eventually is like, okay, honey, it's okay. So they go back to the studio, right? And immediately Mahmoud starts yelling at Gabe. Nicole is still backstage crying. And 
Then Gabe comes out and apologizes to Nicole and he says something we didn't know, at least I didn't, that the reason why he's asking or pushing is because his dad is Muslim, yeah. his stepmom is Muslim, and they have three kids, his his younger siblings, who had a choice. Right. And, okay, that's interesting context. But still, ask your question once or twice to keep berating Mahmoud with this line yeah. of questioning. Ever since Sean said, guys, pause, if this was a Christian couple or a yeah. Jewish couple, would you be going this hard? I'm like, that's such a good way to frame it. And it's so true. And we said it last on the last episode that if I was religious, you, you and I are religious, right? And if we had a kid, of course, the kid would become who we are. And then when it, he or she gets older, yes, I would be fine with them choosing whatever yeah. they want to do. But uh, when it's when the child is small, you cannot be like, oh, hey, two-month-old baby, like, right. you want to go to church? Like, no, you're going to come to church or you're going to come to the synagogue because that's what we do as parents. It's semantics when a child is a certain age, whether you use the word, are you going to force them or are you going to raise them? Like. Yes, they're too young to say no, or yeah. of, of course they're going to say no. I said no to Temple every Friday when I was growing up, but I wouldn't say my parents were forcing me yeah. to be Jewish. They were just raising me the way they were raised and the way they thought was best for me to be raised. And then when I turned, I don't know how old I was, 16, 17, I literally said to my dad, hey, I, I don't really buy into this anymore. And my dad was like, yeah, I don't either. And we bonded over that. But I understood why I was raised in the temple. And I, I understood where my parents were coming from. And I never felt like it was being forced. I was being raised. And yeah. I, think that's, I think that's fine. Yeah. We had like this little... So I always talk about my grandma being very religious, but my parents are not. And my, my mom grew up religious and then she got older and she decided that that's not what she wants to do. So the way I was raised, I was raised in a um, atheist family, right? My mom always says she has some sort of a belief, but she hasn't specified. But by grandma, are you atheist or agnostic? Atheist. You were. You are a hundred percent certain there's no god. Yes. Hmm. See, I, I do go believe there. in aliens, though. Well, those are completely separate things. But okay, maybe not God in the traditional sense. But I think you believe that there's something more powerful out there. No. You don't believe that there's anything out there, not that you could pray to and it would answer your prayers, but that there's some sort of energy out there that's bigger than us. No. All right. Interesting that we disagree on that. I would I, say I'm agnostic. I, I don't know. And I think there's some sort of something. I do. <laughs> we just had our first ghost experience. And I was, we haven't told I was, anyone yet. I do believe in ghosts. Okay. But that's a, that's a power. There's some sort of energy. But that's not, for me, if you say... If I say that I'm um, not agnostic, that I'm atheist, it means I don't believe in God. I don't believe that there is a higher power that can do things, that I can pray to and things might change. I don't. However, I do believe in energy. I believe in there are ghosts. I really do. I believe that there are aliens, but I don't think I can pray to them and they're going to help no, me I'm, be I'm, a better person or, oh, I'm going to kill someone and I'm going to pray. And then God is like, oh, you know what? Like you prayed, you're good. Move on. Like, yeah, I don't no. believe in that. That's why I say I'm atheist. I'm with you. And just to put a pin in the ghost thing, I was ghost agnostic <laughs> until about a week ago. I was like on the fence about it. That's not true. We, we, we were chasing ghosts in Kentucky. We're trying. Yeah, but I didn't 
know for sure if it was a futile chase or if I actually believed I would come across something. But a week or so ago, we were at a experience a real ghost, guys. We were at a restaurant that is known to be haunted. Yeah. And we were just sitting there, and there was a couple condiments on the table, and the waitress came over, and we're giving our order, and all of a sudden. The condiments fell over and rolled across the table and down onto the booth. And just to just to make it even more crazy, those were like those two small tables put together so four people can sit there. But it's just yeah. me and John, so we occupy one table only. Yeah. yeah. And the the condiments were on the other table that no one was touching. I was literally looking at John as it was happening, and I looked down. They fell and started rolling, and the waitress is like, "Oh." That's, um, that's that's the, the ghost that's thing, the ghost. right? And yeah. so, and then John John is like, well, maybe I I knocked the table. I was like, you didn't because I was looking at you as I was ordering, and we started like trying to like bang on the table. Right, we put the condiments back on. Yeah. I started shoving yeah. the table, banging, it kicking the table. Didn't no, fall over. It didn't fall over at and all. And it was so weird because we were both in the moment it happened and after it was almost calming. Like we were both so just calm. so we didn't freak. We're just like, wow. It was a very calming, I feel like the room, and this is going to sound crazy, but I believe it, that the room got filled with this calm energy. Okay. I'm not even joking. And it's like, I'm telling you guys, it's not like, oh, you're wiggling table, wiggling table, and things are falling down. It literally, it was a Tabasco and yeah. a, and some other sauce. Yeah, ketchup and it, or whatever. Yeah, and it literally like beautifully like, fell, like, and it started rolling down. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah. And I think because it's one of our favorite restaurants, it's a place of comfort. We felt comfortable in it. <laughs> if it happened in the middle of the night in our apartment, we might be freaking out. <laughs> but it was a very, it was a very safe space for us. Yeah, it was. And it's like, I do believe in things like that. But again, I don't believe there is a higher power. I just don't. Yeah. Colin, with your ghost stories, I want to hear what, um, yeah. what you guys have experienced. So Colin, let us know. But now, only if it's like positive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We stayed <laughs> Don't at scare us. we stayed at an inn in Kentucky. We knew going in, no pun intended, that it was haunted. It's the most haunted inn in Kentucky. And we would go to the bar every night and just talk to the bartenders there. Oh my gosh! And who would tell us some stories? We went to a, a bar that was like one of those like super cool whiskey bars down the street, and the bartender there told us she used to work <laughs> at the bar at the inn, but because of the ghosts. They were occupying the building. She yeah. could not take it anymore. She quit. There were and now works at this other bar. There wow. were waitresses and bartenders that did one shift and then said, "Nope, I'm out. I'm never. I'm never going back there." Out of control. So, but again, I was like, "Okay, cool. Yeah, great story." Also, a very, very nice inn. Very nice. Inn. We also talked to the inn. Was it an innkeeper at breakfast who was telling us about the ghost stories oh, yeah. when he like oh, yeah. was he'd, getting ready for breakfast? Going to the basement going to, to get ba- food. Oh like, my gosh! He felt something in a ghost. He turned around. The ghost like went into the wall. Yeah. But that was a ghost he saw, I forget what you call it, when you like see the actual yeah. shape. It was like, yeah, it was like a... We didn't see anything. We just saw the interaction yeah. of the ghost with an object. But I have to say one thing. When we travel, even if it's a bre- bed and breakfast, we usually go to breakfast elsewhere just to experience it. We went to breakfast there every single day to hear the ghost stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about Gabe and Isabel. The Bulge business is going strong, and I'm telling you, I said from the first moment we heard about this business, it's a great idea. I would invest. Shark Tank idea. I'm in. And this is why I say it, because Gabe's like, oh, yeah. Now even just men with penises are saying, I want to accentuate my my natural bulge. And now I'm 
I agree with it. So first I was like a little skeptical because pardon my not knowledge, but how big is the market? How big is the market? How many transgender people are out there who want to do this kind of thing, right? But now when Gabe said, oh, men with penises now are interested, I'm like, all right, now we're talking. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, we we talk. Half of the population has a penis. Half the population, sure. It's it's an old stereotype that rockers with tight leather pants, they would put like cucumbers in it or socks and people would always accentuate in some way. So I'm surprised I didn't think about it for the general market. But yeah, I'm glad Gabe is cashing in on any man who wants to accentuate down there. I mean, have I ever put socks in my bra? Absolutely. Oh, when I was a child. There's a, <laughs> one of my one of my most famous stories. You could ask my sister. Shout out to Rachel. When I was probably five, six years old, hanging out in the neighborhood, had my bathing suit on, and we saw the mailman start coming down our street. And I don't know where I got this idea or why I thought it'd be funny, but I grabbed two tennis balls <laughs> and I shoved them in my bathing suit, like my little speedo bathing suit. Oh, my dad still wears speedos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like this six-year-old <laughs> kid with two tennis balls in my speedo. And when the mailman came up to deliver the mail, well, I had a package of my own. I went over to oh. him and I was like, thank, oh, thank you. And you could see him look down and look back up and just keep driving. That's, I think that's entrapment, if you ask. But I don't know why I did that, but we all had a good laugh. All right. Um, Okay, so Gabe business is going strong, and the question arises, how do you split this partnership up, Isabelle? Is it 50-50? Is Gabe your boss? What's going on there? Well, Gabe is joking that Isabelle is the boss, but Isabelle says, no, it's a partnership. We both work hard. Yeah, and and that's what I think we expected, and what we saw is Gabe needs her help in Colombia. But also, like, if you want to grow a business, you cannot grow a business on your own. Like, you eventually, if it gets bigger, no pun attend, no pun intended. intended. <laughs> I'm the pun attendant, Teresa. There's no pun intended. I always want to say this sentence. I can never say it. Say it. No pun intended. No pun intended. Yes. When it's growing, you need help. You got that right. Then Sean brings out Trey, Gabe's friend, Trey, who... Looked like an extra in Carlos and Valentine's music video. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I adore was, you. I, I, I was literally going to say that though. He probably watched the video. <laughs> so many hats. <laughs> well, I mean, they're in Colombia too. Oh yeah. yeah. I'll tell you he's an extra and adore you. <laughs> I did not adore that hat. I do like the hats, but not everyone can pull them off. I didn't like it on Trey. No, tr- no. You know what it was? I didn't like the glasses. Mm, that might be a, too yeah. much going on. It was Take like your statement piece. Yeah, I felt I felt like Trey was like, "All right, so I'm gonna be on TV. Uh, let me let me put it all together." It's, yeah, too much. Yeah, too, too much. Too much. But Sean asks Isabella, "How are you feeling about Trey? We, we know you had some strong feelings towards him before. Do you still feel that way?" And Isabella's like, "Yeah, I." told Trey, well, I don't like him. He lives this loose lifestyle, and I think he's a bad influence on Gabe. So apparently they are only allowed to hang out in the house when Isabel is around. This is so bad. And this is why it's bad. You need to trust your partner, right? 100%. You, and it's, if Trey is a womanizer, okay, 
Good for him if he wants to Good go for out. Him. Well, if he wants to go out and bang girls, that he doesn't want to settle down. You do you. Don't I womanize, but yeah, if you want to have fun, if it's mutual fun, have fun. Yeah, and uh, listen, I believe that everyone is looking for love. Everyone wants love, but if you're not finding love, then you might as well have fun. And Gabe kind of says that too. That's fine, but. You need to trust your partner. And if Gabe goes out with his friend who loves the ladies, well, you need to trust that your man won't love the ladies. I, I totally agree. I think maybe Trey's a little bit of an instigator because he goes, well, I'm going to be honest. When we do go out, Gabe pulls a lot of women. It's like there's no need to say that. You're just making Isabel nervous. Nothing yeah. good's going to come out of that statement. But I would ask Gabe, what... What do you see in Trey? You, you have this bond with him. You hang out with him. What do you see with him? What do you see in him? Because I'm sure it's more than, oh, he bangs a lot of chicks. Oh, no. I, I think he is an American guy from Florida living in Colombia. They probably have similar interests, right? Yeah. And I think they just get along. And I get it. When you move to a foreign country, you do need friends. Yeah. You you desperately need friends. And for me, I avoided Czech friends because I wanted to learn English, but I was craving friends. And luckily I found, and I talked about it on the Jewish matchmaking podcast, I found new Israeli friends, new Mexican friends, Spanish friends, and we became besties trying to learn English together. But you do need friends. Yeah, and I'll say I don't have the international experience, but the bar's lower when you're trying to find friends in a new place. Like when I went to college... That first week, I'm like, I'll take anyone. I don't want to be alone. Yeah. Right? Just the first person you talk to, you're just like, cool, like, let's go hang out. So the bar's a little bit lower. No, I, I agree. Not, not to shit on Trey here, but I think, yes, when you're an American in a foreign country and you hear someone speaking English, you go, we're friends. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And I was very lucky with my four foreign friends that I met immediately when I moved to the States, but... Unfortunately for me, they all completed their one year and left. Mm. And that's where I lowered my bar and I was hanging out with all kinds of girls. And most of them I didn't even like, but I needed friends. You need friends. Yeah. And I would feel differently, obviously, if Trey had a girlfriend or if Trey had a wife and he was going to the bar and say he wasn't even banging these other chicks, but if he was flirting with chicks and he was married or had a girlfriend at home, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, okay, that's pretty shitty. And, and Gabe, maybe don't associate with him. It's not a good look. But Trey's a single dude. Gabe is just going out with his single friend, and his single friend is hitting on women and banging them. Like, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad at all. No, for sure. And, and Gabe takes Trey's side saying, listen, Trey's not a womanizer. He's looking for love and he hasn't found her yet. So he's having fun. Yeah. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Anything else to say about Gabe and Well, Isabel? I was just going to say that we see the clip of them meeting Trey. And afterwards, Gabe kind of says, oh, my God, like, let me be free. Like, Isabel, Isabel is too jealous, right? Yeah. And then Gabe explains when he says, let me be free, meaning like, oh, my gosh, like, I need you to trust me. I need you to trust. Trust me, because all I see is you. I go out. I don't talk to other chicks. I have fun with my friend. I go home. You need to trust me. Yeah. Trey's like, I think you need to lighten up the leash, Isabel. And everyone's like, oh. But he is on it. Gabe is on a leash. If you are keeping someone from doing something, you're putting them on a leash. 
for lack of a better word. Yeah, and it's like I don't think Gabe ever gave her any reasons not to trust and that's, him. And that's such a good point. Not that you should let someone fuck up, but like, yes, let someone fuck up and then be mad at them. 100%. Or then choose to say you're not allowed to hang out with them anymore or we're done. But don't treat someone like they did something wrong or that or like they're going to do something wrong. Totally. That's really what it is. Don't treat someone like they're going to do something wrong. If they've given you no reason to make you think that. Totally. All right. We got some we got some heavy hitters coming up next, so I think we should take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about Jen and Rishi. But before that, we'll tell you about the sponsor for this episode. We'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa. You're right. This is this tell-all. I told you. <laughs> when we start talking about it, uh, I mean, I'm just it's so much information overload while I'm watching that I can't even appreciate it for what it is. But once we start really getting into the the so nitty good. gritty, it's out so of control. Right. So let's get into this nitty gritty, Jen and Rishi. Ooh. So despite the breakup, they have been speaking. So they've been speaking, and Jen got invited to a mutual friend's wedding, and yes. Mutual meeting, Grishi was there. Whose friend was this? Or who was this friend? I don't know, but I don't think we ever really thought about how much time she spent in India. She did make friends. But we never saw like a group hang, did we? We never saw like Jen, Rishi, and Deer. I don't think there was time for that, but Deer? The kickboxing instructor or whatever he was. Maybe it was him. Who knows? But yeah, they went, or Jen went for this wedding they ended up reconnecting, emphasis on the connecting. Yeah, so they banged it out, right? Ooh. And Sean is like, Jen, what about um, milking the cow? Yeah, no. what was what was all this talk about not buying the cow oh, yeah, not buying the cow, giving the milk away for free? Yeah, but wild. And Jen is like, you know, like, um, we're not engaged anymore. We're trying to figure out. I love him. He loves me. But there's so many obstacles, so... We may have as well just have have a good time, right? Mm-hmm. Did did you hear Debbie? I think Deb called him a Reese, like Reese's Pieces. Oh, I did not, but I heard her calling him a coward for not it, yeah. standing up for Jen. And I know we're all giving him a lot of shit, and I think he does talk in circles. I think he he knows exactly what he's saying or what he's not saying. But at the same time, like, it's the culture and you're putting him against his parents and we all know that it's just not that easy in India and it's like we all live in this western world with everyone is free you do you and right like no parents are telling anyone like oh you don't date this guy or this girl we're just living our best lives here and I don't just mean America I mean Europe too and then you have other countries where there are cultural differences and you need to respect the family. And I feel like a lot of people just give him so much shit, not thinking about that he is trying. Yeah, that's the most interesting and at the same time most frustrating part of 90 Day Fiance mm-hmm. is when you try to apply your culture's standards to someone else's. Like, it's so yeah. interesting because you go, oh, I, I didn't know about this. I don't live like this. Yeah. But then it's so frustrating because you have people like Deb Go, oh, where's your passion, man? There's no passion, man. It's like, well, he grew up differently. Than yeah. you, and he's passionate about his family and his family home and his way of life in India. 
and I'm sure he's also passionate about Jen, but those two things can have conflict. Yeah, and he's like, I have both in my heart and my soul. And everyone's like laughing at him, but I do believe that, yes, he's done some shady things. I'm sure he talks to ladies online, right? I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking about like he did tell his family and they said no. And I feel like it's for him. He's the oldest son, as far as we know. He's the one supposed to take care of them. He's supposed to bring the wife to live with them, right? To break those rules when there is no one else who can step into his place, right? I think it's very hard in their culture. Yeah. Yeah. Danielle asks, oh, who would come first? If you if you choose your Jen, a partner, or your family, and he goes, I can't choose. Both are special, but if I need to make a decision, I would go with my family first. It's I try to put myself in his shoes and try to say like, oh, I would always choose you before my family. Fortunately, I don't have to make that decision, but I can't imagine. I feel like I would deep down. I would choose my partner because. It would be a turnoff. That's not really the right word, but it would be a turnoff for my family not to support me and not to support who I love. So I think that would make it easier for me to choose my partner because I feel like, oh, my partner supports me and loves me. And of course, I would love them right back. But again, I don't know. I can't put myself in. You can because that's not how you how you were raised. Like if you were raised in this family, let's say even if you were if family if your family was orthodox, right? Mm-hmm. You probably wouldn't be sitting here with me today. And if you were, I don't think you would have a good relationship with your family. That's an interesting point. It makes me kind of put it into perspective. The fact that Rishi chose Jen or is pursuing Jen, he's choosing her in his own way. Yeah. So go all the way and just choose her. The, the Your example makes me think like, okay, well, if I was raised Orthodox and I'm choosing to date outside of my religion, I've already made up my mind. Yeah. I'm choosing, I'm choosing my happiness yeah. and I'm choosing you over my family. So Rishi just needs to go all in, which he, he eventually is. does. And it's like, everyone, again, everyone's giving him so much shit and pushing him. But this, I believe that this must be very hard because we we bring first we bring Mira, Myra. Is it mm-hmm. Mira or Myra? It's Myra. Myra and Randy are joining and um they didn't even know that Rishi and Jen reconnected. Yeah. Right? Uh and Myra is like, I'm not surprised they hooked up. I mean, ladies have their own needs, right? <laughs> yeah. But she's like, I don't see them being together. I mean, right. is Myra uh, an, an astrologist now or what? <laughs> yeah. But between the reconnection, there were six months, right? And so Sean is asking them if they hooked up with someone else. Apparently, they didn't, neither. But then Randy, obviously, Randy wants her two seconds of fame. <sighs> and she's like, well, she I needs another know. credit on her IMDb. So oh, now she's yeah. added tell all. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, well, I don't buy that because uh, uh, there was more that wasn't shown on the show, and it was uh, the inappropriate messages. Randy, you asked to see a special part of him. 
And I love that Daniel You're the goes, inappropriate message. I love that Daniel goes like, if you asked Johan, you would not be getting a shirtless <laughs> shirt. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think Rishi probably thought Randy was a dude catfishing him. Like, who talks like that? Oh, I want to see a special part of you. Like, that's like a creepy old man vernacular. Well, he did say, he did send his uh, he did, did he, though, he, he shared one of his probably pinned photos on his Instagram with her. I'll, okay. I'll tell you this much. If I found out that someone messaged you, she's like, oh my gosh, is it you, John, from Married to Reality? Like, show me a special part of yourself. Even if you send a photo of yourself, yeah. I would question, I would be like, why? Like, first of all, yeah. you have your own photo. You have photos on Instagram. We have photos of what we look like on our Instagram. If someone's asking you directly, it means they want more. Sure. And if you did send any, and it doesn't have to be your penis or anything, I would be like, why are you even bothering? Like, why don't you shut them down and say, "Hey, I'm sorry. Like, I this is this is, this is not what I want to pursue. I'm happily married, or I have a fiance, and let's just let's just move on, right?" I agree, and that's and guys, that's why I haven't responded to you. So I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but no, I'm I'm completely with you. He crossed the line he by did. by engaging in the first place. Yeah, um, there are degrees. I, I do believe there are degrees of criminality and his his was a bad offense but it wasn't the worst if he sent a dick pic i would hope this relationship would be completely over yes but yes he did he did he did and so next guess who's joining next guy oh boy it's rishi's mom and uncle and sean immediately asks so how do you feel about them talking again and mom is like well it's fine friends can talk to each other they're friends but then, then there is a question about like Jen says, we're not engaged. We don't know who we are, but we love each other and we have to take it easy. Rishi disagrees though. Rishi, Rishi says they're engaged. Yeah. And Rishi his, lives Rishi lives in his fantasy. In the world. La La Land. Yeah. 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 Jen is a little bit more rooted in reality, not completely, but she's a little more in touch with reality. Than Rishi's. Rishi thinks, oh, whatever I want to happen will happen. Whatever I believe is reality. I'm still engaged. My parents accept it. It's all great. Yeah. Not totally the case. Well, then Sean asks Rishi's mom to speak directly to Jen. <laughs> and she goes like, you're such a nice girl. You're smart. Blah, 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 blah. But you're too old for Rishi. Mm -hmm. And Jen is like, I'm not going to be age shame. Like, this is ridiculous. It is ridiculous, Jen. I agree with you. However... I think all that mom mom thinks about are kids. I I believe that in that culture, they're expecting kids. I wish she would kids. say that. I know. Then say, because I still wouldn't be team mom, but I'd go, I'm oh. I'm not team mom. But I'd go, but oh, at least she has a reason. Like, at least there is some rationale to her argument yeah. as opposed to just being an ageist. It'd be like, okay, I get it. Rishi, maybe Rishi's the only son that can keep the family name alive. And I think that's that's the case. Then say it because I think you'd have a lot more support for your argument. We would still disagree, but I'd go, I see your point. I don't see her point right now without her saying. No, I I don't either. And it's words. like again, ageism is not good. You shouldn't shame anyone for anything. Jen is She's 48. She still has a life to live. She looks amazing, right? Yeah. So that shouldn't be a question. But I, yes, I do think it's kids. She should come out and say it. But Jen is offended. 
and she should be like that's just not cool but the only thing I'm kind of thinking about that maybe maybe mom is just saying it but would be okay because she keeps smiling this whole she was time. like borderline laughing the entire yeah. time which yeah. I couldn't I was trying to translate to myself is that nervous laughter is that know. I'm a bad actress laughter I'm glad you picked up on it because I totally did too. I almost feel like she, you know, she says what she's supposed to say because she's on TV and, and as a mom, as an Indian mom, she probably needs to be like, no, but I feel like at the end of the day, I, I think Rishi is the type of person who eventually is going to do what he wants to do. He said it to them well, after everyone makes him. Jan basically Jen. says, if you want to be married, you need to tell them we're going to get married in the next year. Tell, tell them right now. And so Rishi's like, mommy. Everything is all right. I love you, but I also love Jen a lot. And Jen's like, you didn't say it. Like, that's not what well, I because, told you because, to say. Because Sean goes like, Trans- translator, <laughs> can, can, you, can you tell us what he said exactly? Yeah, we found out that he kind of skirted the issue. Basically, because he told us, well, he yeah, he told us last time or the time before, if the translator wasn't here in my living room, yeah. I would have lied to my, to oh, my yeah. family. Yeah. So he basically tried to do that here, but the translator catches him. And so he's like, all right, mom, listen to me. Whether you give me permission or not, I'm going to marry her in a year or so. And the translator's like, all right, he said it. Yeah. And everyone claps and mom is like, he cannot marry no, her. No, he can Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> but like she still has a sm- When the Sadna joined these tell-alls, she oh, yeah. lost her shit, oh, yelled, yeah. and then didn't join the and next And then noodled her nose. <laughs> mom has this weird smile on her face yeah mom has not threatened suicide once so i do not take her seriously Jesus. well we'll see i almost feel like i feel like her mom can wrap her mind around this i feel like if they do it maybe she's gonna be pissed for a little bit yeah but she's gonna be like well it's, it's been done well how about you make me the chai at 5 a.m.? Yeah. <laughs> so we wrap Jen and Rishi, but we're not done with Myra and Randy because these are TV sluts. These are these are store brand Deb and Raina. And, oh, yeah. And they're going to milk every ounce of television oh, time. yeah. They can, it like honestly pissed me off that Sean's like, so the producers tell me you guys have a lot more thoughts on the episode. It's like, we've heard enough. Let's hear from the cast because I haven't heard enough from Chris. I like you think, Myra. You but... think I've heard enough from Chris? Absolutely not. I oh, want Chris to host the tell. I don't need to hear <laughs> store brand Deb and Raina yapping anymore. <laughs> well, but there's also like they love Gabe and Isabel. They love Debbie. They give shit to Osama. And then Myra was like, Danielle, with all due respect, I think you emasculated <laughs> Johan and getting his balls in your purse. Yeah. But Danielle came back strong saying, you know what? Um, I would have been happily sitting on the couch, cleaning the house, being a housewife, if he can bring home the cash to pay our bills. But he can't. I still need to t- t- take care of things. And it's like... I believe that. It's I believe that too. She does treat him like a kid. She yeah. does treat him poorly. I think she, even though he doesn't bring home enough money for her standards, she should treat him as an equal partner. But... She does pay the bills and she says that and Myra's like, okay. We haven't, yeah, we haven't dug into them too much yet, but I wonder how the butcher shop's going because he was trying. He had a business model, albeit not a great one, but he had a PowerPoint. <laughs> no, he did not. No, Danielle had a PowerPoint. No, she had Excel, she had which Excel. is ridiculous. I yeah, hate Excel. Yeah, Johan's not excelling at anything, but <laughs> I, I do hope 
we hear more about that oh, business. Will. Yeah, so. we will. And so we go to break. They chat in the break room, right? Yeah. And then when we come back. Oh, boy. The sexy talks. Let's talk about S-E-X. Yeah, so we see all these throwbacks of everyone having any sexual talks or interaction, right? This turn, this, I don't know how long it was. I didn't have my stopwatch on me. A long time. It was like a clip show. For five minutes, it turned into a clip show. It turned into like America's Funniest Home Videos, where <laughs> we're just watching highlights of the season and of Pillow Talk, and it was no new content. It was just recycled yeah. for I don't know what purpose. But everyone on social media apparently want to know um, how is the high difference for Danielle oh, yeah. and Johan when it comes to sexy time. Who are you people out there who want to know this? Because stop. Stop but, with these questions. I don't want to know this. I don't want to hear Danielle <laughs> describe this. Enough with your questioning. Well, and Danielle, enough asking to see a special part of my body. <laughs> well, Danielle says, I'm flexible. I have my crystals, so life is good. <laughs> it's a, it gets a little acrobatic in the bedroom. It's very exciting. Yes, but overall, it's great. You and see, Debbie had that fan working overtime oh yeah. during this oh segment. Yeah. And Debbie's like, Johan, you always be known as the guy with the big ding dong. <laughs> and Yo Johan's <laughs> fine with that. <laughs> so then Sean turns to Debbie. Oh, damn. And, oh, God, Sean. This is where I'm saying, like, maybe she's gone too far. Maybe she knows this is her last rodeo. She's getting it all out because no. there's one thing you shouldn't ask a woman, and it's her age. At least I thought there was one thing you shouldn't ask a woman, which is her age. Now there's another thing to add to that list. Don't ask a woman the last time she's banged. Well, I mean, all these tells, please do. I felt so bad for Debbie. I didn't. It's been 12 to 14 years. Yeah, you lose you lose track after that long. Yeah. I'm, here's, here's what I'm going to say. I'm glad she didn't bang Osama. He would not deserve it. One night in Casablanca. But she says, if anything, she prefers a um, gentleman with the same amount of experience as she has, not a 24-year-old Osama. She's like, it's a special gift that you give someone that's valuable and treasured. And everyone's like... Yeah. You say it, Deb. You say it. Then Danielle has all these questions for Dave Gabe about his penis and how it works. Then Jamie has questions if they turn his clitoris into a penis. All great questions because I think those are questions we all were thinking about because I didn't know. And I love how Gabe is open about it and yeah. answers. It was, to me... He he was on the hot seat. I didn't like. He was. I didn't like how everyone was just throwing out all these questions. So I didn't like how Danielle was asking her questions because she was yeah. kind of like, oh, okay, so women do come. Yeah. When he was saying that his fluids are the female fluids, right? <laughs> the only and note like, I took during this segment was Gabe's a squirter. That's the only thing I wrote down. Okay. Whatever that means. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Oh, I didn't they pick up on that. bleeped it out. Yes, whatever he said, but everyone has questions about his penis, how it works, and he talked about it on the show, and so I don't, I don't think those questions were necessary again. No, and he, I mean, he is very open about it. I did a by the way about it. He has a whole YouTube yeah. page where he answers these types of questions and shares his experience, and so we know he's open about it, but it just felt very like he's on the hot seat, the lights on him, and everyone's just throwing out whatever questions they have. And maybe Gabe said, hey, hit me. I'm here to answer. I'm here to educate. And that's great that he was that open about it. I just sense that 
he was a little overwhelmed. He didn't seem yeah. as comfortable as he did in the season when he was talking yeah. about it. So I think that's why I'm having that reaction to it. Yeah. But we got a lot of answers. We did. We learned a lot. And everyone is thanking Gay for being so open and educating them. Because he also shared something that I don't think we knew how hard it actually was. The whole surgery procedures. He couldn't pee for nine months. Yeah. Didn't go as, as planned. They had to fix certain things. And so he went through a lot, but look at him now. Successful business, happily married, penis is working. I'll give Danielle credit for one thing because Gabe did say, oh, one part of the surgery was I could pick my size, my penis size. And Sean's like, how did you decide what size to get? And Gabe goes, well, I Googled average male penis size. And Danielle shouts out, and then he added three inches. <laughs> I think that's pretty good, Danielle. Yeah, honestly, like, I think Danielle does treat Johan poorly, and she has a lot of things going on with the crystals that I don't understand. But sometimes I don't mind her. I feel like Danielle could be, she could be, she's not, but she could be 90 Days Nicole from MAFS. Like, she comes out oh, and she's yeah, abrasive yeah. and you're like, ah, I don't really like her personality. She's yeah. too much. But given the right circumstances and if she just calmed down a little bit, then I think, oh, we could really like her. Yeah. Uh, again, like she was portrayed very poorly on this show. Yeah. Like she was portrayed like she's the boss and whatever she says goes. And we'll see them on the next episode, I hope. To go through their stories, so I'm sure we'll learn more. Yeah. But she wasn't portrayed this way on Love in oh, Paradise. Yeah, I, I think she was. We got the cuckoo side of her. The yeah, whole, the crystals and yeah, the religion throwing, and yeah, throwing, throwing fruit salad yeah. in the river. Yeah. But, but that was still good. Yeah. So I'm it curious wasn't the to emasculating, hear. Yeah. Disparaging, insulting. Danielle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see what I have to say on the next episode. Yeah. But but let's let's talk about our favorites. Let's talk about the couple that we all were waiting for. Yes, we're talking about Chris and Jamie. We get the lowlights. They replay, I'm not gonna call them the highlights. We, they replay the <laughs> lowlights of this relationship. Well, highlights for me, because <laughs> it's the throwback to the final fight. Yeah, and Sean's like, Chris, what do you think after seeing all of this? And Chris is like, well, I deal with anger by leaving, and, and you shouldn't try to stop me because I'll black out. It's a, <laughs> it's a defense mechanism. And Jamie's like, I feel like I fell in love with a scam. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of agree. It was interesting how, how the dais, the panel, was a little split on who was the scammer in this relationship. Yeah, but I think more people sided with Jamie. Yeah. But then we started talking about the money and the rent payments and Jamie's like, oh, I have a proof, right? And Chris is like, I sent you $10,000 over the relationship. And, and that, Jamie's like- And that like, doesn't include all the money I spent when we were together. And Jamie's like, well, it was about $1,150 or less. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, okay, that's, that's a very specific number. And so they just fought over money. Jamie's showing a proof that Chris never sent her the money. Now Jamie says she's in debt because of Chris. I feel like $10,000 is a lot of money. It is. What did you spend it on? I feel like if Chris spent that much money, she could rattle off. They, they weren't in a relationship for that long. For a year. Right? Yeah. So 
that's a thousand dollars a month unless you were just sending it to her which I think she would have those Western Union receipts or some type of yeah. Venmo receipt that she could show like if PayPal. you PayPal if you spend a thousand sure that's I sent you a birthday gift here and I sent you 20 bucks there but ten thousand dollars show me or tell me what you spent that money on yeah for sure and to put it in perspective, we've been together for seven plus years, right? Yeah. You never spent $10,000 on me. That's not true. On me? Yes. Just on, oh, well, we got engaged. Yeah. But take the engagement out of the way, right? Okay. We share bills. How much did I give you for your first car? 1500 Okay. <laughs> but, it's really starting to add up when you think about it, isn't it, Teresa? But it's because like we don't give each like for birthdays, we always go for the thoughtful things. When we travel, before we got married, we used to split things half and half. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like it's it's never been like, hey, John, can you pay for me because I can't pay for something? We And that's why I don't count it, right? We kept splitting things. Now we're married. We both contribute. But I mean like... Have I ever asked you for money? You even offered money for my car. I didn't ask you that. I was just desperate and you picked up on it. Yeah. And I'm not trying to play this game and put you on the spot. But like when we lived in New York, I paid more rent than you did. But you I still did. contributed. That's why you I don't did. I don't count that. I would not. I, I don't count that side. So when Chris says she spent 10000 on Jamie, what I hear is like you gave her $10,000 for her to enjoy, not them together. Oh, what I hear is a lie. I don't think Chris gave her. I don't think so either, unless she counts all the money that they spent together when they were together. Meaning, sure, she's counting plane tickets and yeah. rent and food and And money. in that case, yeah, in that case, you definitely blow way more money on me, right? Yeah. But that, that that's not how you count, oh, I spent this m- amount of money on someone. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, maybe I'm wrong, but... No, I, I think... I think Chris is trying to say she's sent or gifted 10000 And I think Jamie is saying you sent or gifted 1500 If you add up all the money, sure, maybe it is closer to 10000 if you consider hotels and flights and food and whatnot. But I'm, I'm calling Chris the liar. Oh, in, yeah, in for this, sure. In this situation. Maybe you did spend 10, 10K on me. Well, anyways. <laughs> over, the, over the course of this relationship so far? Yeah. Easily, there is. A- yeah. Oh, yes. But I was trying to put in perspective as like, m- meaning things that you bought just for me. But yeah, we've been together for a long time. So that's definitely different. But if Jamie said, oh, she gave me 1500 or 1150 that for me makes more sense if that's what Chris gave her, right? Yes. Just, just, just to her. Yeah. Well, either way, Sean goes, Chris, do you think Jamie was only with you for the money? Chris doesn't think so. Chris thinks, no, she's with me to be with me. The money was a perk. She took advantage of that. And Chris goes, I wanted her to know everything I did when I was away was for her. Like she gets upset that I was away, that I wasn't there, that I missed her birthday. But it's like I was doing everything for her. I was trying to make money for her. And this is when Jamie starts to freak out because Jamie's like, what are you talking about? You paid one month's rent and now I'm in debt because of this apartment. Yeah. And then Chris is like, starts crying. She's like, well, if you, if she asked me for money to pay the rent or help her move out, I would do it. It's like, 
So why didn't you do it? Yeah. But why didn't you give her the money? She's literally sitting here saying she didn't give me the money and that's why I'm in debt. I think she I think if Chris didn't give the money, one, I don't know that she had it. But two, I could see Chris because we've heard her use this argument before. I said 400, you went 550. So I could see Chris being like, hey, you're on your own. You rented this expensive apartment. I'm not going to be on the hook for it. Yeah. And so now Jamie is in debt because of it. Yeah. But then it went from money to these health issues. Yeah. And Chris is like, when I found out that she cheated on me for the second time, and I'm like, <laughs> I left. I left work and rolled my car and she knew I could have died because of my health injuries. What are health injuries? I don't know. Either she knew I could have died because of my health or because of my injuries. (laughs) What the hell are health injuries? Yes. And basically, Sean goes like, are you like married? Yeah. What is the status of this relationship? I'm so single. There's no marriage. Chris says no marriage. Jamie's like, I'm single. And then Sean brings out Tim and Veronica. For no reason. For no reason. Tim's like, after hearing about the cheating, I feel like we didn't hear the whole story. And Chris is like, well, she begged me to take her back after I caught her cheating. But then the woman she was cheating with contacted me and asked if I was still talking to Jamie. Yeah, and this got very confusing. A lot of back and forth. Chris has a proof, but it's in Spanish. So how do you know what you're even looking at, Chris? Because when she whips it out, Sean's like, well, okay, like get to a point where it says that there's cheating. And Chris is like, I can't read it. It's in Spanish. Well, I'm sure she translated it, but like she couldn't read it at the moment to everyone, right? But guess who can? Veronica. It's Veronica. Veronica reads it, translates for us. And it sounds like a little more intimate message between Jamie and this woman from Texas. The other woman said, I really like you. And Jamie said, I like you more. Your face, your lips, your hair, your breasts. Yeah. And then Sean goes like, Jamie, did you cheat on Chris twice? And Chris, three times. (laughs) (laughs) And, And then Debbie comes out and says, I see two people, the giver and the taker. And she basically calls Jamie a predator. Yeah. This was not a not a hot take, Deb. No, not, not a hot, hot take. If at anything, all. don't she's definitely not a predator. Yeah, I don't think anyone agreed with Deb on this one, which sucks because I'm like team Deb ninety five percent of the time. But this one was like, this is not a this but is not a good take. When we all thought like, all right, this is it. <laughs> Jamie comes back and she yells like, so apparently. Chris's ex was sending Jamie naked photo of Chris having sex with her ex and she has them to prove. Yeah. And that's when it ended. And I yeah. hope we'll see the pictures on the next episode. <laughs> I feel like we're going to see these photos too. On social media? Yeah. Probably. I've, I've seen Paul and Carini. I don't know if I want to see that. But I see Chris and the ex. If maybe if Chris was wearing that like halo or like the dog's collar or whatever she needs to wear because of her back. That I would enjoy seeing. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but like, I don't want to just see strung out Chris and You mean like ex. the cone with yeah. the dog sweater? Yeah. I feel like Chris can't afford proper neck surgery, <laughs> so she just straps on a dog cone. <laughs> right? Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Just oh, her my. naked on a rare motorcycle. <laughs> With a dog cone. With a dog cone. 
Oh, yeah. this is so good. That's next time. Oh, can't wait, guys. This is, this is so good. What a tell, guys. Woo! Yeah, one more part. And then I can't wait. we'll start a fresh season. Ooh, this they don't good. give us any days off. It's no like Memorial Day. Who? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Do we get it off? No. No. I guess not. Memorial Day is on Monday, so. True. All right. Well, that's tell all part two. It delivered. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Thanks for being here. Follow along on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Yeah. Join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Married to Reality. Got love and paradise over there. Oh, we sure do. Make sure you guys are following the podcast so you get all the episodes as soon as they drop, especially those bonus episodes like Mm -hmm. Jewish matchmaking. So easy to follow the podcast. Just look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's. As hot as Chris with her dog code idea. <laughs> I regret even putting that out there. Oh, my god! smash like it's hot. Yeah, Cannot unsee it. And last but not least, if you haven't left a review, please do. We love when you guys write in with those reviews. And thank you to Steph Ish for that yes. short but sweet review. That's all we need. Yes. As hot as that review, too. It's hotter yeah. than Chris with her dog code. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. All right. That is it. I've said it all. Have you said it all? I've said too much. Way too much. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye.